The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, here on BBC we are proud to present a brand new radio show based on several old television shows. We present Whoops, Not in Front of the Buses, Next Door, Street Gang and Son Makes Three. In this week's rib-tickling episode, Vanessa, played by Wendy Craig, again, and her brand new husband Mungo, played by John Alderton, or Derek Nimmo, or both, set off for their week in a brand new country cottage with their brand new children, played by the young generation. Oh dear, suddenly they all fall under a steamroller and are crushed to death. Yes, yes, yes. And then in comes Jane Fonda in a toad skin bikini. Yes, not true. And she begins to whip Sir Kenneth Clark. Yes. The entire Northern Light Orchestra strip off. No, that then... is not, not true. Mungo and Vanessa go and visit their mother-in-law with hilarious results. Oh, surprise, surprise. Big deal, ho, ho. Right, announcer Hatch, give me that microphone. Shot, shot. I want the whole world to hear my story. Are you listening, world? Yes! I want you to know how I, Hatch, one of radio's truly great producers, have been condemned to this servile role by the controller of programmes. That's me. He's frittered my creative talent away. Announcer Hatch, silence. Don't call me that. I'm a producer. You're an announcer? And... Answer? Snotty, goblin, sniveling announcer? Not, not, not. Announcer's cross? Listen, Mr. Cleverdick controller, I produce more programmes than you've had hot call girls. And what thanks do I get? Very little. What if I am? <laughs> Who gave you music through Midnight and Savile's Travels? Not you. So, aren't you grateful? <laughs> Heavens! I produce Tallow Cheeky. But a man's allowed one mistake, isn't he? <laughs> do you have to hold it against me? Well, it keeps it warm. <laughs> Look here, you vicious, cruel monster, sir, master, almighty oh, one. I'll have you know, once upon a time, I produced one of the most wonderful shows on radio. And what was that? I can't remember. Very well, Hatch, revive this show, whatever it was, and if you can make it the most brilliant, funny and entertaining programme in the history of British entertainment, who knows, I might put it on Radio 3 at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so, the courageous old Hatch, bless him, 
record his erstwhile workmates from the far-flung corners of Hampstead. The ageing blonde beauty, Tim Brooke Taylor. Bill Oddie, the singing Brillo pad. Whose beard was now ten inches long and covered him from head to hoof. Ex-medical doctor, Graham Garden, who retained his contact with the sick by making people throw up at his jokes. Who years ago was a fine figure of a woman and is now a fine figure of two women. <laughs> and John Cleese, the only comedian, comedian, the only comedian as yet unclimbed by the Chinese. For minutes they rehearsed, and soon the show was ready. No, 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 no. Is it? <laughs> That was Pick of the Pops, wasn't it? Ah, it is ours, girl. Come on, somebody must know it. Anyone remember it? Anybody? It's in there somewhere, it's in there somewhere. Come on, Van. One note at a time. First note, please. Just the trombone. Come on, trumpet. Other end. <laughs> now try it with your mouth. All together! This, this is ridiculous. At this rate, we won't even get out before the pubs close. long last, the memory of the Angus Prune tune comes wafting back over the air. And what a stink. <laughs> and brings staggering to the microphone those stars of yesteryear. Brooke Taylor and Cleese, quips with everything. Graham, their affair is at the bottom of my garden. <laughs> David, down the hatch. And the incredible balloon-juggling team of Joe Kendall and Bill. <laughs> and here it is, the voice that launched a thousand quips. It's, I'm sorry, I'll read that again once more. <laughs> to be back. And we'll be here for eight weeks with some old ones, some new ones, but mainly some filthy ones. Take that record off. That's no record, sir. That is Dave Lee and the Kosher Rhythm Boys. <laughs> Boys? <laughs> These are real live musicians. Well... Very nearly. <laughs> I don't care. Off! Now, listen, I'm not having it. Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> you have deceived me? Oh, I'm disappointed in you. But, 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 don't but me. Meh. <laughs> Stop acting the giddy goat. <laughs> ah, those are the ones you don't like, are they? <laughs> Aye, they have matured. No, actually, I know that under those wrinkled skins and thinning locks are the cast of... I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Yes, sir. 
Please, sir, don't go, sir. It's true, sir. But please let us back, sir. Please. 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 Never three years ago I vowed you lot would never work for the BBC again, and you keep trying to wheedle your way back, don't you? Well, I haven't wheedled, sir. <laughs> you think I don't notice? Who did that rotten, despicable, clever dick so-called quiz show, hmm? Oh, I rather like 20 questions. Not that, not that. <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't a script or something. That was yours? <laughs> yes, yes. The title that gave it away. You didn't fool me. Call that a panel game. Don't make me laugh. We didn't. Do you know... <laughs> when Anona Wynne heard that, she swore she'd never work for the BBC again. Oh, well, some good came of it. <laughs> How dare you. Anona is the new hope of BBC broadcast again. My God, the public are going to hear about her. It's a long time since Paul Fox and I discovered a new star. She's going to be radio's answer to Lulu, Cilla Black or Jimmy Hill, but not necessarily in that order. Or indeed in that beer. Look at these new programs we got lined up. Suddenly it's Anona, sports night with Anona. Friday night is Anona night and Anona at bedtime. I'm sorry, Anona is in and you're out. Why? 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 You ask me why? Oh, all right. Why? Because you're too old. Washed up. Finished. Obsolete. Out of date. Passing. On the scrap heap. The cast spirits were shattered. <laughs> and they wept buckets. Here we go. But at last, the evergreen Brooke Taylor managed to pull himself together. Better. Oh, I beg your pardon. Now, if we can't join the BBC, we shall fight them. We shall apply for our own radio broadcasting licence. Radio Prune is on the air. A musical laughter everywhere. We're ready to rave and we're ready to loom. So listen to Radio Prune. Off we go with a wacky, zany, oh-so-sharp parody of the very latest sound in pop music. Stop! 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 Go away! You're not with that hop it. You're with the BBC. Not anymore. I've been fired. Oh. I'm afraid Anona didn't turn out to be quite the smasheroo I'd hoped. Oh. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't be looking for a loony program controller to set up your jokes for you, because if you are, I'm your man. You certainly can't do the show without one. You're on. Oh, thank you very much. Now, uh, where was I? A wacky, zany, oh so sharp parody of the very latest sounds of pop music, and here it is. Stop! Thank you. Now, did I hear a Glenn Miller parody just then, or did my ears deceive me? No, we didn't. In my ear voice. Good. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yes, sir, Glenn Miller, a bit progressive, I'll grant you, but it's all part of our up-to-date image. Satire, sir. Side-splitting gems about Muffin the Mule, Itmar, Nutty Slack, the Crazy Gang, Zeppelins, yeah. the Kaiser. The Kaiser, yes, sir. And would you like to hear the Kaiser song? The Kaiser song? Yes, it says yes. Yes. I'm sorry, um, you're out of date. Nurse, wheel these gentlemen over to those copies of today's papers, will you? What's this? What's this? These names. <laughs> these names. <laughs> 
language was this? These names mean nothing to me. The Osmond brothers, Russell Harty, Nina Barton Semper. Those names mean nothing to anybody. But you still have to move with the times. After all, this is 1957. It is as far as the BBC is concerned. We're not with the BBC anymore. Quite. Anyway, get on with it. Oh, rubbish. Look, we can still live off our old lovable old catchphrases, can't we? No, you need new catchphrases, new ideas, new blood, new guts, giblets, dismembered weasels. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's good to be back. He may be a loony, but he has a point. Public tastes have changed. We've got to give them what they want. We've got to have a new catchphrase. I suggest, can I do you now, sir? It's been done. What about... Yeah. And now for something... No! no! <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Subtle. Terrapins. I beg your pardon? Terrapins. 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 Bound to get a laugh at that. Terrapins. Bill, terrapins have never got a laugh and never will. No, yes, they will. Listen to this. Terrapins! Oh, Here is an exercise in audience brainwashing, the Terrapin Song. <laughs> oh, you are certain of a chuckle with a chicken of a chimpanzee. <laughs> the mere mention of a marmoset is guaranteed hilarity. Ho, 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 ho. Gibbon always gets a grin Whoops. But none of them are fairer than a test of terrapin 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 Everybody sing the song Nothing to do with me. Bum, 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 bum. You can depend on the pangolins to get them rolling in the aisle. A bat or a bandicoot, a cougar or a crocodile. Snap, snap. A fairy is a fun something. But if they're gonna cheer you, you gotta let them hear you sing. Not such, 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 such safety pin. No, na, 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 nappy pin. But tut, 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 terrapin. Everybody sing the song. Yes, baby. Not la, 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 loopy pin. Not pa, 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 pinny pin. But tut, 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 terrapin. Everybody sing along. All together.
And now, we re-experience at last one of the joys we've been doing without for three years. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yes, it's prune playtime. Oh, you be it, Bags, I be it. No comment. <laughs> and for the first of this series of dramatic presentations, we give you... <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, oh boring. On ice. What? <laughs> are embarrassing enough without being riddled with geographical or topological incongruities. Oh! John, you do use big words. Well, I'm a big person. <laughs> big head. What did you say? You got beard. A big what? Head. Head! Head! A big head! John Cleese has got a big head! Oh, good. Well, that's all right, then. <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were getting at my left ear, and I'm very sensitive about that. Look, please. Look, please. <laughs> Stop interrupting, or we'll all go home and you'll be left here. Left ear, you bitch! Ooh. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. What have you got against Lawrence of Arabia on ice? Well, since you ask, Lawrence, I have nothing against perfectly nice name. In fact, I once had a pygmy shrew called Alexander. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't have minded if he'd been called Lawrence. So Lawrence is fine. Just fine. Ice, I like also. Very much, in fact. Especially turnip flavour with a glassy cockroach on it. Yes. <laughs> and, indeed, Arabia, insofar as it is warm and sunny, I can hardly recommend. Beach is a long way from the sea, but... <laughs> Arabia is all right, but... Yet, and here's the rub, the combination of the two, Arabia and ice... That is, is, in my opinion, which I admit is only spot on, how shall I say, <laughs> incongruous. How shall I say it? <laughs> That's how I shall say it. Well, to be more specific, the ice would melt, the desert would turn to mud, and we'd all be lost in the quicksands, right or wrong? Boring. All right. What do you suggest? I suggest Scott of the Antarctic on sand. <laughs> on ice? Better still. Scott of the Antarctic on ice? Bit obvious, isn't it? Oh, look, all right, all right. How about Lawrence of the Antarctic? Is it deal? God help us. If you're on your own. <laughs> we present Lawrence of the Antarctic on ice. Hold it, hold it, that won't do. Sorry, if he's going to be fussy, so am I. Musical accuracy, if you don't mind. I want Eskimo music. Sorry, Eskimos are from the North Pole. <laughs> all right, all right. We present Lawrence of the Arctic, all right? Yes. On ice. With Eskimo music. Wait, wait a minute. What, what is that? Well, what the hell's Eskimo music? <laughs> oh, dear, dear, he can't do Eskimo music. <laughs> Ready? All right. We present... <laughs> Big Chief Leaping Lawrence of the Arctic. <laughs> On ice. <laughs> the year is 1892. Famous explorer Big Chief Leaping Lawrence. Formerly Captain Terry Scott, the well-known bird artist, has set out across the Sahara Desert to find the North Pole. 
fool. Three years later, he took a bus to Alaska and prepared to try again. Right, right. This is Big Chief Leaping Lawrence, alias Captain Scott speaking. If you expect me to do three or four funny accents all at once, you've got another thing coming. Now, shut up. Quiet. Quiet. Or I shan't introduce you all. Now then, who's going to come on this expedition with me? Me, 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 me. Right, Mimi, you can come. <laughs> Next, and also, I shall be accompanied by my faithful companion, Captain Oates. You can call me Sugar Puff. <laughs> Puff, you fool. No, no, no. In my ear. Oh, I'm sorry. Better. As you'd expect, Oates is in charge of the tents. And it will come as no surprise when I tell you he is the most experienced camper this side of Larry Grayson. <laughs> and, by the way, I would advise you all to keep this side of Larry Grayson. <laughs> Captain Oddie will be in charge of the dogs. They're about his level. And Captain Cleese, Cleese will be in charge of the camels, which serves him right for cocking up the story in the first oh, place. Well, well. Also travelling with us, left over from the original script, will be my faithful old belly dancer, Salami. Hello! Wait a minute, sure, Salami's a great big fat sausage. Isn't she just? <laughs> but is she really a belly dancer? Well, she's too fat to dance on her feet. Oi! <laughs> or is she really a belly dancer? Yes, pay her five pounds and she'll dance on your belly. <laughs> uh, bring me a plastic mac. Anything. Right. We should be travelling on skates whilst the camels ride on the sledge because they're not used to the snow. Captain Hardy... Are the dogs ready? Yes, sir, and they're a splendid team, sir. Last week, they beat Crystal Palace. That proves nothing. Right. Has the leader a good bark? Oh, yes, sir. Listen to this. Snibs, show him your bark. Oof. What was that? Hey, perfectly all right, sir. He's just a little husky. Oh. I thought he was a little horse. Snibs! Yeah. Whoa, is me. <laughs> Everyone a winnie. Sugar puff! <laughs> What about your supplies? Oh, come, surely you guess by now, Doctor. <laughs> and so the team of dogs, led by the faithful Snibs, dragged the expedition across the snow. Snibs! Mush! Come on, Snibs! Mush! What are you calling mush? Sorry, Snibs. Whatever that whipper, I'll bite your potty. <laughs> On and on, further north they trek, never stopping even to wash. What a dirty trek. <laughs> then, uh, slowly, the temperature began to fall. I think I'm going. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> My goodness, it's getting cold, isn't it? All around us, all around us, nothing but icy wastes. And chilly kneecaps. <laughs> now then, let's see. I have this little device. I have this little device for telling us when it's getting dangerously freezing. What on earth is it? Hmm? Oh, it's this little brass monkey. <laughs> I just hold it up and... Yes. Yes, it is very cold. Still, not to worry until... No, you can worry. <laughs> the food was getting low. Oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> Captain Cleese, how are the supplies? Present meats or gone, sir? Big Chief Leaping Lawrence, formerly Captain Jeanette Scott, the famous lady pilot and controller of BBC Two, decided he would have to catch fish in the old Eskimo manner. 
First, he got down onto the ice. Then he cut a round hole in it, and then he fell through. <laughs> Just then, over the ice came sliding a plump little figure wearing a fur coat, fur trousers, and fur undies. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that funny. Now for the tickle. That's fur enough. It was indeed none other than Nanook of the North. How do we buy gubbage right greedy to see you? Wrong voice. Now listen, Beanpole. Oh, clever one. <laughs> well, look, now listen, I'm playing Nanook of the North, and this is a northern accent I'm doing. So you can like it or you can lump it. And what is more, brothers, I bring you Eskimo jokes. Not today, thank you. But tell us, Nanook, is it safe to carry on through this frozen hell? He buy gum clogs, black puddings, and cotton mills. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's, there's all kinds of dangerous creatures lurking here. Lurk, lurk. There's, 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 there's poly bars, walrus, whales, and worst of all... Oh, no! Yes! Before he could finish, the ice began to tremble. I'm frightened. <laughs> and then it suddenly cracked. <laughs> there appeared a gaping crevasse. Oh, look at that! And from it rose out... No! No, no! A great, fat, no! blubbery, no! monstrous, misshapen creature... Uh, what, 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 what's happened now? Forgotten how to do it. Gordon Bennett. <laughs> right, cancel the series. It's all off. Uh, no, no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Wait. I've got it. He must have a voice transplant. Here is an urgent appeal on behalf of Radio Proof. If there are any people with ludicrous voices would be willing to donate them to Timbrook Taylor for a few weeks, we would be most grateful. Hello? Hello? Oh, yeah. oh thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, right away, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank heavens. There's a donor coming over. Right, lie down, please. Now, let's get these voices swapped before everyone switches off. Saw? Saw. Chisel. Chisel. Vocal cords out. <laughs> Swap them over. Sewing machine. A sewing machine. Right. The first successful voice transplant without the aid of acupuncture. Carry on with the script. Good grief, look, everybody. Look at that huge, flabby body and at that hideous, lascivious grin. Hello, how about a spin on Morning Clear? No, Harold, I'm not going to pick you up. <clears throat> oh, well, you can't say it's not a funny voice. <laughs> and, and very sporting of the gentleman. Thank you very much, sir. Not at all! It's been a Have 
been listening once again to the star of stars and the show of shows, Angus Prune, ably supported by the staggering talents of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bill Oddie. The so-called script was written by the so-called Bill Oddie and Graham Garden. Bill Terrapin Oddie wrote the song and the music was played by Davey and the Boys by arrangement with Leon Cohen. The programme was produced by David Hatch and John Castles, who started the day by carving these immortal words on the microphone. It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Once more. My name is Angus, and I would like to thank you for You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.